Well, hello. My name is Nathan Foster, and welcome once again to the Renovare Weekly Podcast. Well, as spring is upon us, what better time to take a look at the wonderfully freeing discipline of simplicity. My guest this week is John Bailey. John is uh, a bit of a serial entrepreneur. His current business is Lightstock. It's a uh, Christian stock photo company. Very nice work. Cheesy free. You can find more information about Lightstock at lightstock.com. John's also a member of the Renovari ministry team, the board, and our current board chair. Great guy. Enjoy. Hey, John. How's it going? You know, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing better than I deserve. <laughs> oh, I can relate. <laughs> we, we get to talk about simplicity today, yes? Yes, excited. An inward reality resulting in an external life, yes? Absolutely, absolutely. You can see it all over people. It's really, once you begin to take steps into simplicity, um, it's just really beautiful to see on people. What's it look like on a person? You know, it manifests itself in an outward, as an outward reality. And so people just become more simple in the way they dress, mm-hmm. in the possessions they have. I think what people really notice and what, what's the really beautiful part about simplicity, though, is um, we have a sense of contentment. Mm-hmm. We escape superficiality. Mm-hmm. We live from a much deeper place. Um, in your dad's book, Richard Foster's book, Freedom of Simplicity, he talks about the divine center. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's really where we, become, we, we begin to live out of. And um, there's something very attractive about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not only for the person who's experiencing it, but, but for people who are witnessing it. It's mm-hmm. very winsome. Mm-hmm. We've become free from the opinions of others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, it's just great. the the statement escaping superficiality what does that what does that look like i think at the heart of it superficiality is just living you know you live at the surface of just whatever is going on in your life Mm -hmm. for me that can just be you know simple things like just you know wanting to veg out and watch tv or binge on netflix or kind of worry about things that are going on at the office or at work. Um, they're kind of more superficial things. They're things that are right on the surface. And with simplicity, getting closer to that divine center, we tend to go deeper. Mm-hmm. And um, we start to kind of access the resources of that divine center. Mm-hmm. And so we find ourselves doing more meaningful work. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a sense of profundity in what we're doing and life begins to just be much simpler and much sweeter, I think mm-hmm. uh, because we're living out of that depth and not out of the superficial kind of stage of our lives. We all have that, but to get below that and kind of live from that place, uh-huh. that's the real, that's the real beauty of simplicity and less is more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like your statement of it, it's winsome. I mean, there is something about, I mean, I'd go beyond just a person, but in in a room that has a simplicity to it or a website that has a simplicity to it, there is something that's just works well. So, John, how does the, the discipline of simplicity play itself out for you in, in your life? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it started with reading Freedom of Simplicity, mm-hmm. um, and that began to spark in me a kind of hunger for a simpler life. Mm-hmm. Simplicity is very complex in the sense of implementing it or really begin to diving into it. it to get to something simple, you have to work through something complex, which is kind of the paradox, uh, paradox of simplicity. And so working through some uh, complexity of our own lives takes a long time to do that. And for me, it's been about a 10-year journey with simplicity, just kind of slowly working it in, trying some things. But I, some of the first early things I did were, you know, very simple Um uh, one of the first things I did, believe it or not, was I shaved my head. <laughs> I used to have, you know, longer hair and I shaved my head just to simplify my routine of getting ready in the morning. Huh. Just so it's easier, simpler. I can move on to something different. Uh, that's a super practical example. This is the mystery of John's shaven head. <laughs> Because you've continued all these years, yes? Right. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen hair on you. It's, it's just been revealed. And there it is. <laughs> um, simplicity is it's a grace and a discipline. And sometimes it's confusing because we'll be talking about the grace side. And then there's the discipline side of simplicity, the things that we're actually doing, mm-hmm. things that we actually have to do. And if you're thinking about the classical spiritual disciplines – the ones that I've really benefited from are solitude and frugality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So often my wife and I will just take a month where we just try not to spend money. Mm. You know, we kind of have those basic things that we need to get, but we'll just, just try not to purchase anything and just watch what our heart is doing. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, we're craving that possessions. We want things. And Amazon makes that really easy, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) One click away. (laughs) Whatever my heart desires delivered to my door. (laughs) Right. Sometimes the same day, which is incredible. Uh, It really is an incredible thing, but it it can feed our passion to possess things. Mm -hmm. And so we really have like three areas that we could kind of target is our possessions, our money, and our time. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those three things um, are really the big areas that we can work um, to simplify. Uh, some of the some of the things with possessions is I just purged. I would purge my closet of clothing, okay, and and just kind of get to the bare essentials. Mm-hmm. And then to maintain it, I would remove things from my closet every Christmas and um, on, after my birthday. Mm-hmm. Because you always have this influx of new things coming in and um, you want, it's helpful just to keep, keep that stuff moving out of your house, out of your closet. Sometimes I say simplicity is not attained, it's maintained. Mm. Mm, That's good. I don't think we really ever, we ever really kind of grow into it. I mean, in some senses we do, but it's something we have to fight for. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because of our culture and where we live, we're constantly getting things and things are being given to us. Something we have to maintain. And, and this is a freedom. Mm-hmm. I mean, for you and your wife to say this month, let's, you know, see what we, you know, the least amount of things we can buy or to, to clear out your closet. That, this isn't a legalism or a, a burden. Yes. Right. Absolutely. It's a, it's a total freeing thing. Um, 
And once you, and that's the grace of simplicity. That's the grace side mm-hmm. where it just starts bubbling up inside of you. Um, the simplicity and, and we are, we are kind of duplicitous people, <laughs> uh, you know, multiplicity, even, even beyond <laughs> duplicity. Um, and what we really crave is simplicity, mm-hmm. simple, a simple life. Um, Teresa of Avila said that the closer one approaches to God, the simpler one becomes. Mm. And I felt that in my own life, the more and more you take steps with Jesus into simplicity and practicing spiritual disciplines and life in his kingdom, the simpler your life becomes, but you want, you crave that simplicity even more. (laughs) The cost of simplicity weighs ounces and the cost of duplicity weighs tons. (laughs) (laughs) So we're always called to give up things in the spiritual life, but that's only to get something that's far greater (laughs) in return. (laughs) It's a good topic for me because, as you know, I recently made a move Mm -hmm. across country and and I sat and bemoaned all these... uh, boxes of things that uh, I really don't need and and they were weighing on me and, and and my back as I moved them but I've been trying to and I like that it it is maintained not you know obtained and yeah. but just little things like going through my closet uh, yeah. I got I got a new pair of shoes so I get rid of two you know just yeah. stuff like yeah. that but it is a it is it is very comforting to look at my closet and go I wear everything in here there's something about the simplicity of it. But this is what gets me, what groans in me mm-hmm. as I've been paring through my books, you know, kind mm-hmm. of I'm keeping mm-hmm. a box to get rid of. And it yeah. just, there's part of me that just, oh, no, 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 I might need right. that. I, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. The struggle. It's a struggle. Yeah. One of the, one of the fun things that we've done before is, um, just cleaning out our closets and just getting really radical mm-hmm. and just like having fun instead of giving everything away or throwing things away at first, get a box and just stuff it all in there mm-hmm. and then take that box and put it in your attic okay. for two months and see how you do without those extra possessions. Uh-huh. Um, and what you find is you, you it's a little easier to let go because if I, if I need to get it, then I will. But what you find almost hundred percent of the time is that I didn't need that in the first place. I didn't even actually, I don't even want it anymore. And mm-hmm. so then you, then you go a month later and, and give it away to somebody who needs it or you can sell it or yeah, you can do that with every room in your house. Mm-hmm. The thing you were trying to do is we're trying to make room for what matters. Mm-hmm. That's the key with simplicity, mm-hmm. making room for what really matters. And the whole biblical case for simplicity, I think, is really can really be found in seek first the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That simple statement that the first thing we're to seek is the kingdom. And I think that's a cry for simplicity, that we order our entire life around seeking this kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, God's rule and God's reign in our life. And um, when we do, um, we, we begin to receive the fruits of that. <laughs> and it's like a good infection. We just <laughs> spreads and spreads and it'll, it'll spread inside of us. It'll spread to other people. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Making room for what matters. Mm-hmm. So clearing out a room of possessions 
Mm-hmm. How does that make room for the kingdom? Could we say? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or 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 what? What does it make room for? Part of our issue is um, kind of what the old writers called um, attachment, or what they called detachment, mm-hmm. which was one of one of the you know big big things to do is to detach. And so, uh, detachment is the refusal to anchor yourself to material things. Mm-hmm. So just kind of getting away from that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and. The way Thomas Merton put it was really um, uh, thought-provoking. He said, we become detached from ourselves in order to see and use all things in and for God. So practically speaking, whenever I, whenever I, our house can, is, is, is fairly sparse um, when you go inside of it, we've tried to maintain that. Um, it allows, it, it creates in you a kind of focus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're talking about now is so difficult to put into words because it's, uh, once again, it's that grace side of things. It's, it's God doing something in us. But whenever you see that kitchen that's fairly bare, you don't have all this junk and clutter everywhere, you're able to, I don't know, focus on Christ more. <laughs> we have to find ways to practice disciplines in their formal way, but also in their informal way, <laughs> where it's, it, it's in my closet. You know, when I look at my closet and I have, you know, just 10 shirts instead of 30 shirts, mm-hmm. that does something for my mind when I go in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so difficult to put into words, but it, it's, it, it really does create a kind of focus or a concentration on God. Mm-hmm. I want to keep my mind fixed on him. And so I'm, I'm pulling away these distractions, um, this abundance of choice and giving myself only the essentials. And when I have the essentials, I really, I can do what I need to do, but I feel like I'm, I'm flourishing because my mind is more fixed on God. So it gives back. Absolutely. I mean, so often for people, this is, becomes a legalism of, mm-hmm. you know, I can't have this, I can't have that. And, and, mm-hmm. um, and that's, I think that's so critical. This is something internal that God is kind of spurring and working, and, yeah. and then we respond externally to that in freedom. I don't, yeah. have, I don't have to have. Right. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, I think it's really fun to watch the desire inside of us grow for more simplicity. Mm-hmm. And when that comes, then we're able to do more mm-hmm. um, in terms of the discipline side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, eventually our life begins to look very strange to people that are looking in from the outside Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because we're not, we're not doing things that normal people do. (laughs) Um, But it's because we've been touched with simplicity and simplicity just slips into every area of our lives. Mm -hmm. One of the practical things that we did, um, Corey and I did is just stop watching commercials. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and and we, it made it a lot easier when we had DVR so we could just skip right past them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, even now we don't watch much TV, but we wa- we'll watch net- Netflix, which doesn't have commercials. But that idea of refusing to be marketed to mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. advertised to. Yeah. Uh, your dad mentioned that in Freedom of Simplicity, and uh, we just started putting that in practice. Mm-hmm. And it's been an amazing thing because the you know when you're listening to a commercial, they're constantly kind of stoking our desires, trying to get us to... Mm-hmm. to buy something that they're selling. And, um, you know, it's, it's the little things like that that really 
do make a big difference in our lives. Mm-hmm. As long as you, as long as we keep it in the perspective of um, we're not earning anything, mm-hmm. that we're just putting in a little bit of effort, mm-hmm. and God God causes the growth. You know, I tried this once, avoiding all commercials, not just television, but online, billboards, yeah. magazines. And I'd heard somewhere that we're like, we're subjected to 3,000 advertisements a day or something like this. Yeah. And, and the more I thought about it is, these are people that are lying to me. <laughs> They're trying to <laughs> manipulate me. Right. Somehow my life is going to be better if I, you know, purchase their products or whatnot. Um but yeah, there's a great freedom for me to see a billboard and not need to read it. Right. Or to see an ad and go, oh, there you are. Yeah. I, I, I don't need that. It's, it's really helpful. The, um, a few months ago, I was at the Institute and Jan Johnson was teaching. Mm-hmm. And I may have mentioned this in a podcast before, but that's okay because it meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was, she was doing a, uh, the Lord's Prayer and kind of a, a, a paraphrasing some of the words and she came to the the statement was i have everything i need Mm. and 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 and, in traditional jan johnson way she had everybody stand up and very you know kind of put your hip out and obnoxiously Mm -hmm. say i have everything i need (laughs) but i've found that to be a really helpful discipline when you know these kind of things tug at me to go no you know i i have everything i need thank you yeah and it's a it's a a freedom it's absolutely huge and, and freeing and not, and not that, you know, material things are bad, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we, sometimes we, we can go too far and say, well, I, I don't need anything or, you know, stuff is bad. Um, it's just possessions are so sticky, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we just, they stick on us. We want more of them. Um, learning how to, um, handle, you know, good things is, is one of the, one of the things we do in the spiritual life, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and learning how to own a possession or use a possession in a, a good and wise way without needing more, I think is something that God's wanting us to learn. Mm-hmm. He's wanting us to kind of train. I think he has far better things in, uh, for us, but learning how to handle these, these good things that he's given us um, is kind of what he's after. And so, Learning not to build our life around possessions is a, mm-hmm. it's a huge, huge thing that simplicity can teach us. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I, I mean, you have an iWatch, yes? Right. I do. <laughs> Apple Watch. Or Apple Watch, sorry. Yeah. Technical term. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that is helpful in that simplicity is very important to you. It's a big part of your life, yet... Mm-hmm. You you don't deprive yourself of right. things that are helpful. Uh, yeah. Sometimes abstinence is far easier than moderation. Oh, isn't it true? Yeah. And I think a lot of times, sometimes we miss we miss the boat if we think God's interested in just like a pure abstinence of things mm-hmm. and stuff. He's more interested, I think, in moderation and responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I think he wants to give us more things mm-hmm. uh, and he, and he wants to give us more of his own power more of his own life, but he wants us to use it in a responsible way. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, learning to use things in moderation is super important. So when I got this Apple watch, I was so excited about it. Um, but it took, it took me some time to make sure that I limited the notifications. Okay. Uh, 
you know, so I, I went through it and, and with my simplicity mind and, and made sure that I could only receive notifications from people who called me and, um, text messaging, no tweets, no Slack messages, no New York times messages, nothing else. Mm-hmm. And so that is a way of, of applying simplicity to something that's modern or contemporary that, um, is new and different. And, um, I try to do that with everything that I purchase, you mm-hmm. know, do I really need this? Well, if I do need it or if I do want it, you know, then how can I make sure that it's not sticky? Mm-hmm. It's trying mm-hmm. to possess me. Possessions are always trying to possess us. I mean, that's a good rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you, you mentioned simplicity of time. What, mm-hmm. what does that look like? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really big one, I think. Um, and it, I think the way that you begin to get back more of your time Uh um, is by creating some type of rhythm of life or rule of life for yourself. Um, And where you really put in the, you focus on the essentials. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I mean, my, my rhythm of life is, you know, something I've been developing over a decade. So it's, um, it's something that's I've had to really work at and it's something that's grown, but being up early in the morning is super important for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then just having a really generous time to be quiet in the morning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be able to read, uh, to be able to pray and even do some writing as well is just very important. When you begin to do that, you know, this is part of seeking first the kingdom. I take that fairly literally in the sense that I want to do it in the morning hmm. seek first God's kingdom. Hmm. And when you do that, there's that everything else will be added to you kind hmm. of hmm. benefit of that. That's the grace side of, of, of that equation where everything is added in, and there's something about it that it just kind of propels your day along hmm. and you feel, you feel like you're doing more meaningful work and it's just wonderful. And, um, it helps you. It helps you kind of eliminate that daily chaos. Mm-hmm. You're an entrepreneur, and right. you enjoy working, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yet you limit yourself. Is this accurate? Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and you know, part of that rhythm of life goes beyond just our morning kind of devotional time. So, um, I try to. I, I like to have myself on just a regular schedule. So I'll have lunch at twelve o'clock every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that allows me to kind of do the work that I re- the real important work that I need to do is, um, from around nine thirty or 10 o'clock to, to noon. And that's when I try to do, um, kind of really meaningful, difficult, hard work. And then after lunch, it's more of the surfacey type stuff like emails and, uh, phone calls and, um, text messaging and, um, you know, what other, what other work there is to do, um, but once again, that's a, that's a kind of, uh, that's a rhythm I've set up that allows me to kind of really focus on what matters most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all part of simplicity. Um, and it all comes from that source of wanting to seek first his kingdom, wanting to live simply, wanting to live from that divine center where, where my work is something that, um, Jesus would be proud of, um, mm-hmm. that would be meaningful, um, so yeah, one of the other fun things that I do is I have a work uniform. 
Am I seeing it now? Is this this is, yeah, because I live in Texas, I have to have two uniforms because it gets so hot here. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I wear the same thing to work every day. White shirt. So, yeah, white yeah. shirt and blue shorts, and that's it. And I have, I have uh, five of these shirts, and I just wear them every day. <laughs> and so you just make one clothing decision. Yeah. And done for the, you know, I've had this uniform for the last couple of years. And so it's another way of just getting rid of the stuff that really doesn't matter that much, what I'm wearing, clothing. And you don't, I mean, I mean, not to kind of camp on your work life, but you don't work nights and weekends. Right. Yeah, definitely. And you could be, I assume, building a business and, right? But you've made a decision yeah. that, no. Yeah. If I had my choice, I, I probably would work at night mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm just if I get into a project, I'm excited about it. I want to, you know, I could easily eat dinner and then just go to my office and just work, you know, mm-hmm. for another two or three hours. But uh, learning to discipline myself and to, to say no to that and say enough is enough. Mm-hmm. I've done what I needed to do today and letting God be in charge of my productivity and the results and the outcomes of that productivity um, has been really freeing too. It's been really nice. I can just be at ease when I get home and make sure that I'm paying attention to my kids and mm-hmm. what are they doing? What are they needing? What are they wanting? And so I can invest that time in them. And so it's great. Yeah. And then the no work on the weekends either. It's just learning to, to, you know, practice those Sabbaths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not only on Sunday, but just, you know, that evening is almost like a Sabbath. You just have to let work go and and really just in, trust God that he's going to make everything turn out just the way it needs to be and invest yourself and in, in your family. Mm, it is about trust, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. What, what would you say to someone who is listening and kind of ah, feeling a bit of a tug to live life mm-hmm. a little more simply, whether that be possessions or time? relationships. How do we begin with this work? Starting off with a more traditional discipline is really good. Like solitude and silence, I feel like are some of the kind of really foundational disciplines Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for folks. And those especially work well for simplicity because they help us pay attention to the insides. Mm -hmm. Um, They they help us see how God is speaking to us, how he's, he's, um, wants us to be alone with him. And I think that begins to stir in us a need for simplicity. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of that, if, if we were moving away from maybe those classical spiritual disciplines, I would say, start with getting rid of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really easy to do your closet or your clothes because those are your possessions. You don't have to kind of debate with a friend or a wife or a roommate about getting rid of stuff. Just start on your own clothes. You're in charge of those. You can make those decisions. And, um, you may try just paring down to a very simple number mm-hmm. uh, of items and watch how that makes you feel mm-hmm. during the day, during your week. It's going to make you feel good. It's going to make you feel kind of energized. Life's going to be a little simpler. And then you can begin to imagine doing that to your books. Mm-hmm. Um, to your kitchen gadgets and things, (laughs) you know, all this stuff piles up and then you can do that with your time. You can do that, you know, with your money, you can do, like you said, with relationships, all this waterfalls into all these different things, but 
Yeah, starting with your closet is really a great mm-hmm. first step. Mm-hmm. I, I find these to be real wonderful invitations for prayer. In mm-hmm. that, when I'm getting rid of something, to think I'm potentially able to bless someone who could read this book yeah, <laughs> or you absolutely. know use this thing. Um, but then also the tug, right? The kind of mm-hmm. why do I care so much about this, or what is this? You know, what, mm-hmm. what am I seeking from this uh, inanimate object? Um, but just real helpful. Uh, spaces to grow deeper with God. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love it. Well, I got to close things with a simplicity gone awry. <laughs> so, uh, when I was in college, I wanted to get the monk outfit, right? So right. I just got white t shirts and uh, khaki pants, mm-hmm. you know, like shorts or something. And like yeah. that's all I had. And, uh, about a month later, my wife just, come on, please, wear some color. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> I said, no, yeah. it's my monk outfit. And um, yeah. anyway, I don't do that anymore. But yeah. it, but you know what it was? It was a legalism. Right. I mean, I was kind of, oh, no, I have to wear a white shirt, you know, a right. uh, white Absolutely. T-shirt. So it's tricky how some of these it things is. work. And that's part of the process, too. I mean, you learn as you go. You're going to slip into legalism. You're going to slip into license. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just keep moving. You keep moving forward. You learn as you go. And um, that's, I think that's a big part of it. Not obtained, but maintained. Maintained. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I started a piece. Yeah, I mean, this move kind of messed with me a little bit. But mm-hmm. that once a week, fill a box. Nice. I mean, just it's on my calendar, on my to-do list that by the end of this week, have, you know, a box, take a box up to the Goodwill. And it's little and I'm kind of like, okay, maybe in six months I'll, you know, have things in a more manageable place. But it's been a, well, it's a small practice, but uh, helpful. Awesome. Well, thanks, John, for sharing with us today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, there you have it. Hope this offers a few ideas for ways that you can move deeper into the practice of simplicity. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.